In today's episode, we have Natalie and Joelle Rivera, who are going to share with us how they have built a lifestyle business by providing transformation for others. You will also get to hear their story of early failures to successful online courses, their expert strategies to go from business operator to business owner, and how they are building a legacy to help future generations to come. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Online Course Igniter podcast, where you'll hear from successful course creators and how they were able to turn their passion into a thriving online business empire. Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out the podcast today. We have Joelle and Natalie Rivera from Transformation Academy who have just come in and have done such a wonderful job with online courses and has just seen a lot of really good success and has just uh, um, some great information to give us today about their online courses and what they can provide. And I love the subject matter because I'm all about uh, personal development and personal transformation. And so it, it'll be great to have you uh, on the podcast, especially during this time where I know a lot of people are out of work or are suffering from you know, depression and problems in their household. And so I think that this will be a, a nice, refreshing episode. And I just appreciate you being here today. Well, thank you, Jeremy. Uh, it's an honor and a pleasure for us to be here with you today. And uh, we love what you've been doing, you know, for a while now, um, helping course creators. And, and obviously, you have your coaching programs that you also help people out uh, develop their expertise. You know, we're huge on democratization of education. Uh, so anyone that's contributing to the field to helping people put information out there that transform lives, you know, it's a, it's a plus for us. So, and we, as you say, we, we are all about helping people grow as people. And you're absolutely right that now is the time, um, whether it's working on yourself personally or taking advantage of this kind of unusual circumstance to start your own business or grow what you've got. Um, we're on board for all of it. That's what we're here for. Yeah, it's great. You know, I've got to interview some amazing people on this podcast, and a couple of those people have found their business through this time. So um, there's no time better than now to definitely start an online business or start an online course and, and, and just reach out and help people because people need that right now. So I always like to just find out people's backgrounds. You know, I like to learn where uh, people got their start and how they got into this business. So if you could just take a couple minutes and give me a brief uh, story about you know what you were doing before you found online courses and then how did you get into this profession well it all started when i was five years old <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll spare you yes, the details. Yes. But, but what ended up happening was that um you know we had started i i was a former psychology professor and and natalie uh, and me were in the same field uh social services and things like that and we both were creating programs in the community um and at the time you know, we had like five different businesses that we had created from a physical center, a magazine, a book publishing company. We we're putting together events and all these different things. And I ended up getting sick and bedridden after traveling to Costa Rica. So I was basically bedridden for about a year. And at that point, you know, uh, we, we had some passive income coming from uh, a mag our magazine and it was in Kindle and other platforms. So we were receiving residual income from some of that. But outside of that, you know, all our businesses crashed. So uh, I started learning about online courses and really looking at like, what's our legacy? You know, like, what's my legacy if I pass away? Because I, you know, I was really looking at the reality that I might not make it. Um, 
And, you know, what am I leaving behind? What difference am I making? Um, you know, cause obviously I did workshops and stuff, but that all dies with me. And at the same time, obviously we had the financial side. And so as Joelle was, you know, laying in bed and studying this whole online course thing, which we, we had kind of dabbled in it, um, about a year before that, just making a couple courses that we put out there and they were making a little bit, but we never had done a lot with them. Um, so, you know, as he's kind of studying who's successful in the field and what could we really do with this? We said, you know, why don't we start taking the programs we can't run anymore, like our coaching programs, our workshops and turn them into courses. And so we started doing that while Joel was sick, even though he, he couldn't spend very much time every day doing it is something he could do from home. And, uh, much like what people have been going through in 2020, where they're kind of having to improvise, you know, being at home, having their business disrupted, that happened to us um, about six years ago. And so we went through this sort of exact same process and we pivoted our business and started creating online courses and they started to work. So we just kept, kept making more and more. And I think that um, that next year we made something like 24 courses that year. And uh, now we have 80, so we've just kept at it and it's just continued to grow from there. Yeah, so we were basically quarantined for a year because I couldn't have people come mm -hmm. over because of my health. It was because I was obviously so fragile. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's plays into what's happening now in the world uh, that there are a lot of people looking uh, and finding purpose even through everything that's happening. But really understand that some people that might have been laid off or might have had disruption to their business or job or something that they're starting to reflect, okay, maybe it's time for me to do something I'm really passionate about. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's a good time. It's a good time for reflection and, and finding out what it is that you, you really want in life. You know, it's so sad to see so many people walking around unfulfilled because they are just not doing what they really want to be doing. And so now's a good time to reflect on that, I feel like. Um, so when you started putting these courses out, I know you already had some businesses. Um, did you have a plan? Did you know what kind of courses you were going to create? Were you um, trying to stick around your uh, a niche or, or how, how did that look? Well, for us, one of the things that we did was like Natalie had mentioned is that we were already doing kind of workshops and conferences and stuff like that. So we kind of took some of the content that we were already doing and uh, just put it in video format. And then start it from there. And then you start doing the problem solution, problem solution. So if you create a course, you know, what other problems are people still going to have that you can solve? And that's really how it continued to grow. So we started with our core topics. And once we started to get students, uh, we'd get a sense for what else would they be interested in. And uh, at first, we had quite a bit of other topics we could make courses on that we were already familiar with. But once we kind of exhausted our, our past um, topic areas, we would just continue to do research and continue to learn ourselves so that then we could uh, turn around and teach what we were learning to the, the students. Um, those first students though, we didn't, our primary market was not selling to our own local people. Uh, we went through online course platforms and marketplaces to start to put our material out there and kind of got a sense for which topics were the ones that sold well and then continued to, to, to focus on on what was bringing in more students and growing in that area. Yeah, one of the mistakes that we made with our other businesses that even though we had a center, even though we had a magazine and stuff like that, we never really, uh, and we were very embedded in our community, but we never captured emails and things like that to the point that then it would, you know, we can't, can translate that 
into creating online courses and marketing to them. So for us, when we started the online courses, people would say, well, it's easy for you because you already have these businesses. But the reality is that we started from scratch. Right. And and what were these what were these workshops and these courses teaching in the beginning? Um, so the first ones that we focused on, um, actually, our our top seller to this day is our life purpose program, um, and that was one of the things we focused on a lot. Is is whether it's for people trying to find a career that they love, or if it's just find finding more purpose and meaning for the things that they've been through in their life. That's really been the focus, the main topic that our frankly, our whole business focuses around. So that was a big one. Um, also a lot of entrepreneurship. So our first program was, uh, it's called Quantum Leap Your Business in Six Weeks. Um, that was one of the first ones we did. We also covered things like relationships and happiness. And then uh, we kind of uh, found um, a more specific niche that we've ended up continuing to grow and grow since then, which is to because uh, we're all we're also life coaches, and we would be using these programs to coach people, whether individually or in groups. And so ultimately, we started teaching people not only how do you find your own life purpose, but how would you help a client find their life purpose as a coach? And so a lot of our programs all got converted into life coach training. And uh, that's a very hungry market that we found. Uh, that we relate to because that's our background. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. um, all of these things, it's kind of like whether it's personal development or personal development with a guide, that's kind of where, where we go. And then we feel like entrepreneurship fits into that because we believe that entrepreneurship is the ultimate form of self-empowerment that really gives mm-hmm. you the opportunity to live life on your terms. And so they all kind of fit cohesively together. And I would just add that, for example, the life coaching niche that we got into was not only because we were life coaches for a while before that, but also, you know, we had a life coaching center. We were training uh, sheriff officers and other community leaders and different people that were working in the community to use life coaching skills uh, with the people that they serve. So it was only um, how can we then, you know, we were training people, but how can then we bring that online to help these helpers be able to have the tools to really make a difference because, you know, in our community, what we find is that, you know, we, we meet a lot of people that say, well, it feels like ever since I was a kid, people would come up to me with problems. So then we was like, okay, so now you can have a structure and tools to help people uh, have specific outcomes. For example, finding your life purpose or uh, developing goals and strategies and how to get there, finding your happiness, you know, and all these different things that you can use to help people transform. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, <laughs> I need to go and watch some of your courses because I was looking at them. I'm like, oh, I could, I could probably use this goal setting one. I could probably use this happy one, happiness one too. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind um, of addictive yeah, for that know, reason. It's like, oh, once you start one, it's like, oh, well, here's another topic. Well, that would be fun. <laughs> well, it's it's crazy because as I've gone more into entrepreneurship, I've been doing this six or seven years now, and the more that I've gone into entrepreneurship, in the beginning, it was all technical um, things, how, how to do video, how to do lighting. I've learned about myself as I've gone on that there are more fundamental core things that you really should learn in life, like how to be happy, how to deal with negativity, you know? So uh, I'm attracted more to those as I've gone on. So those early days, uh, what was it like when you first put those courses on? I guess the first question is, were you, did you go straight to a marketplace or were you putting courses on your own site or what did that look like? Uh, we went straight to a marketplace because we didn't have, um, at the time, actually, we had sold all our furniture and just to pay our rent uh, because obviously I had been sick for so long. And uh, so we just used the point and shoot camera that we had that shot in HD. And then I used the lapel mic 
uh, that comes with the phone at the time, the iPhone, and you know, and then recorded it on my phone. And then I used free software to kind of edit it and put it together. Uh, and even now, you know, I look at some of the older videos and it makes me want to gag. But uh, <laughs> some of those things are still out there and, and they're one of our highest rated things. So um, it's just really the reason I say that is because people think sometimes that you have to have all these complicated things to make it right. And, and really content is king for a lot of times so mm-hmm. is making sure that, you know, your content and, and your audio is, is good. Um, so what we did was that we started creating some of those courses with the things that we had. And then we started putting them in these marketplaces. And at the time was really learning them. How can we create uh, social proof for it? So then we started joining forums and blogs and, you know, different people that had communities already established in our niche that we uh, became part of those communities. And then we can put the information, hey, I have this course, you know, on this topic and drive traffic to it, even if it was free traffic at first, just to get that social proof and get it ranking. Okay, very good. So you're you're getting your courses up on the marketplace, you're driving traffic through different means, and then you just saw the growth. And at that point, you're like, this is working. Let's go all in. And that's when you started creating course after course. Well, actually, I had already thought about getting all in. Uh, before I got sick, we had created two courses. Um, and part of that happened was that I had a friend that I, we used to develop a lot of conferences and training programs with. And he was sitting in Puerto Rico. And he's like, hey, Joel, I'm over here in Puerto Rico having a drink at the beach and, you know, something. I'm hitting refresh and, and getting money from my online course. I was like, okay, tell me more. Uh, <laughs> but at the time, you know, we had five different businesses, so we couldn't really dedicate the time to it. Uh, mm-hmm. So what ended up happening was that, you know, when I got sick, I did the math to it. And I was like, well, if we only made, you know, $150 for a course, how much courses would we need? You know, and I was calculating the math and mm-hmm. uh, not really looking at the exponential growth, but I'm a numbers person. So mm-hmm. how can we make this a functional business? And that's really, it's like we looked at what other people were doing and really, and that's the, th- the lesson is like, look at what's working and, and the strategies that are working now are different than they were back then but there's always someone to learn for and that's exactly what we were doing and like you said we kind of already saw it's just a numbers game we need to keep making courses so our strategy has been to create a high number of courses other people use different strategies they might just have one and then they put a lot of money into it but for us what worked was consistency so so a big part of it was so we might have had maybe a couple thousand students but when we would launch a new course we would be marketing to those students, which would help get the course to start to sell when we first mm-hmm. launched it. And that's why we were making courses that our existing students would want. And then that would help us rank. And then we'd start to get organic sales. And then, you know, a month, the month later, we would do that again. And so it just kept mm-hmm. growing. Every time we'd launch a course, that launch would be bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because we had a, an existing student base to have enroll, which then ranks us higher. And then it, it, it just kept growing. That's what we, we knew if we kept doing it consistently that we could reach a certain level. But like he said, that it, it grew a lot more than we expected because of that exponential growth. Yeah, one thing I'll add though real quick for those listening is that um, it wasn't about the money. And I think that's what makes the biggest difference. If you do things for the money, it wasn't like we were saying, well, we're going to create courses because there's money in it. Uh, Part of it was because I was sick and I was recognizing if I passed away, like, what's my legacy again? You know, I've spent 10 years going to school uh, to get a high education and then all these training programs and all these different things that I did so I can help other people that dies with me. So it was really creating courses almost as as a backup plan. So I knew that I, I would leave behind a legacy 
that I was still going to be able to help people if something happened. Um, so, you know, I always tell people, if you follow the money, that can be short lived, but it's not going to produce the motivation that you're going to need to really make things succeed. Now, if you follow what you're truly passionate about, if you're on purpose and you're willing to spend, you know, stay to three or four o'clock in the morning every day because you love what you're doing. And for us, you know, we love teaching. We love knowing that we're making a difference in people's lives. We love getting those emails from people saying, oh, we took this course of you and it really changed our lives. You know, we always talk about uh, one of the uh, students that took a class together uh, with five ladies in the Philippines and how they were sending us messages of how they're implementing the community or a student from us from Syria that was telling us, how, you know, he took the happiness course because of war toward country and how he is implementing this to create more happiness in his community. So again, mm -hmm. it's like if you can focus on the difference that you're making in people's lives, I think that the money just comes. Yeah, definitely. That that just gave me chills listening to you say that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a much bigger picture than than just the money and and those reactions. And I know this from also getting to teach internationally and, and getting people uh, giving me feedback. And it's a, an amazing experience to know that there's someone out there's lives that you're changing. And if you don't create a course, then you're kind of doing a disservice to those people, correct? Yes, absolutely. That that to hoard the information or the knowledge or or even like, you know, how you got through what you got through. If you can share that with other people, uh, the more people you can reach, the better, which is why we love the marketplace model, because you're reaching people all over the world and it's, you know, they make it affordable so people can access this information. And that that's really what it's about is that there's people out there that want to know how to do what you can teach them and they're waiting for you to do it. Yes, that's, that's absolutely right. Now, one question that I have, and I know this myself because I went through kind of the same process. I created a course, I saw success and knew immediately I should create more courses. Um, I, I call that the snowball effect. You launch one, you get an audience, you launch your second, your audience grows, you launch your third, and it has that exponential growth as you talked about. But one thing that I ran into, I know a lot of people who um, go on marketplaces and, and start doing this also, um, they just get burnt out. You just, you just get burnout from the constant production. How were you able to overcome that and create a system that allows you to create more than 80 courses at this point? Um, so like I mentioned, like in one year, we made 24 courses. Um, so that's two a month. And what we started to do after that time is at that point, we had enough data to be able to see what type of course sells the most. And so what we did is going forward, it's almost like it's, we kind of cut our production in half saying, well, let's just make the type of course that sells the most. If that one course outsells the other ones by two or five or 10 times, then why make the ones that aren't as successful? And we just focused on that. And then as we continued to learn more on what type of topics. We narrowed it even further. And um, eventually we also started to partner with other instructors so that we like, for instance, there might be a topic that our students would love that we would not do justice covering ourselves. So then we would partner with another instructor that could teach on that topic, which then takes some of the burden of production off of us. And then the, the next tier of kind of stepping away from it was when we did start marketing on our own website, um, we could basically just look at now that we have all these courses, how can we sell them in different ways and not depend so much on our own continuous production of new courses in order to meet the needs of our students. So it kind of evolved over time. And I like to add just, you know, when, 
when we say sell, for example, it's really looking at what is the need of the market. Because, you know, the financial side of how much money you're making with a a type of specific course is one thing, but it's just really giving you a window of opportunity to really know what is the need of your market so you can meet that need. Because sometimes you might have a great idea for a course, but there really isn't a need for it. And we also, you know, talk to our students and things like that. But as far as balance, I would say that, you know, initially we had a harder time for that because, you know, we were, you know, we, I was kind of trapped at home. So it was like, that was our main focus. Uh, so sort of this purpose, but as we kept going on, one of the things that we would do is that we would work like honey badgers, for example, for like a week to produce a course um, and do a, you know, a six, eight hour course or something like that, or a week and a half. That's about what it would take us. And then we would just go off. Like as soon as we launch it, we were hitting the road. Like we would go to the Keys or we would go fly somewhere or just drive like seven hours away to go to the Georgia mountains or whatever it was, we had like and disconnected from everything. Um, and that's the way that we kind of maintain our sanity. Yeah. And then we, yeah, so that we wouldn't burn out and we did, we, you know, we did reach a point of burnout at one point and it was partially cause there was a whole bunch of courses we did all at once. Um, and then, and then it was that strategy. It was like, okay, obviously we can't sustain this pace forever, but at least when we're in this pace, let's balance it out. Let's work hard and play hard and then learn from what we're doing so that we can create the lifestyle that we want around, you know, around this business. And that's the mistake we'd made before is we had all these businesses and we had to fit our life around all the responsibility. Mm. But this type of business allowed us to create a business that then creates the lifestyle that we want. And since we're big on personal growth, obviously we do take a lot of times, like sometimes listening to an audio book a week or two audio books a week, watch a lot of YouTube videos. We meditate for an hour every day. You know, we make sure that we go for our walks. We do other things just to make sure that we always have that balance because we've already learned from that. And most entrepreneurs, it's hard because you always have something to do. So it's, you know, we schedule our playtime if we need to, just to make sure that we're getting that done as well. Are you struggling to create your first online course? Do you have an idea for a course topic, but don't know how to get started? It can be hard trying to figure out everything that goes into course creation. How do you outline your course? How do you set up the technology to create the content? How do you publish it so that you can begin helping others and making money immediately? We know it can be difficult for first-time course creators. That is why we have designed the Start Your First Course Challenge. Our goal is to help you get that online course published within a couple of weeks. That means that you can get your digital product to market without wasting a bunch of time. We will show you how with the easiest methods possible that we have learned and crafted over the years. You'll learn how to choose a topic, outline your course, script what you want to say, and then record the material. After that, you'll discover how to set up the platform and publish it all with a simple system that's guaranteed to get you results fast. Beat your procrastination by taking action today. Go to startyourfirstcourse.com now to sign up. That's startyourfirstcourse.com. See you in the challenge. How does the actual, the production and the tasks of your business work with the two of you working on this together? Because, you know, a a lot of people out there are doing this by themselves. Um, You two have tackled this together. Um, And what does that look like in your business? How are you, uh, who's doing what and how are you able to differentiate um, your, your business between two people? 
well, we, one, we understand our strengths and what our kind of weaknesses are and what we're both passionate about. Uh, so for example, I love to do research. Like I'm just a research nerd. So a lot of the times I put together a lot of the content as far as researching it. And then Natalie also brings in her own content that she's learning and that she's putting into it. But then she's more of the organizational piece. So she makes it look pretty and sound pretty and makes sense in layman's term. <laughs> uh, and then from that, you know, uh, like she does a lot of the uh, marketing copy and stuff like that. And I do a lot of the SEO work and I do also, you know, like, for example, we run a lot of Facebook ads at this point. Uh, so she'll do like the imaging and the copy. And then I do all the backend stuff to the, to, to re, you know, to target it, to retarget it, to find the right populations and put in front of the right people and like all the structural part of that. So, because um, we understand that each of us has different passions within the business and then the things that we don't like at this point, obviously we have a team that takes care of uh, some of those things. And we find team members that are passionate about the things that we don't like necessarily. Uh, so that way we want to make sure that they're just as happy waking up every day and doing their job uh, and feeling like they're part of the family. And we did do all of it ourselves completely until two years ago. Um, so, you know, me mostly on the curriculum development and Joelle mostly on, you know, the editing, uh, the marketing thing, like we said, we, we started that more recently as far as Facebook ads. But we, when we did start, the first thing we did is we hired somebody to take over uh, video production. Um, and then mm. the, the next step was hiring someone for support, mostly for customer support, as well as some other administrative stuff. Um, Cause that is something mm -hmm. as you start to grow, that takes up a lot more of your time. Um, and so we did, you know, we reached a point where it's like, okay, now that this is working, we're still producing all these courses. And yet now we're also having to run a business around it. And uh, mm -hmm. so at mm -hmm. some point, um, yes, you can absolutely do it yourself. Um, every, every business we've ever done, the reason why we're able to do it is because we were w willing to wear a hundred different hats. But at some point mm -hmm. you do have to let go of the hats and learn how to give away responsibility. Yeah. Like Natalie said, I did a lot of the editing for the first several years and, you know, it was fun. I kind of enjoyed it, but it's nice when you have someone else uh, that can do it better than you. And I think it, uh, there's a thing called like founder syndrome where you start working on stuff. Even as you keep growing, you have a hard time letting go of some of the tasks that you really shouldn't be doing. Um, and it's kind of that transition of being a, a business operator to being a business owner. You know, and that's one of the things that we wanted to transition to, uh, not just being the ones that operated everything to really being that person that could sit back and, and run a team and then grow it, you know, and make it successful. Um, and really it, it just feels good to, to be able to support the people that you have on your team, you know, financially and, and also like, you know, uh, helping them grow in different aspects of their lives. So. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, you, we don't have video turned on, but I was shaking my head yes the whole time <laughs> y'all were talking because I, I've gone through the same uh, emotions myself. You know, it, it video editing can be a lot of fun, but it's very time consuming. And so if you have these tasks that you can hand off, it's going to help you grow your business faster. Um, so that's that's an important thing to keep in mind. So just thinking about the progression of a course, you know, say someone's listening and they haven't created a course, but they're thinking about creating a course. One of the first things you mentioned earlier was making sure that you really drilled down um, who the course is for, you know, the market research. So knowing what you know now and talking to that complete beginner, 
what would you say to them to help them decide on what to teach or how to go about teaching a subject? Um, so if somebody's just starting, there's really only two two topics you can start with, either something you know inside out and backwards. Like this is your thing, you've done it your whole life, you're an absolute expert, and then you basically find a way to market that topic because that is the content you know. The only other thing that you could do if you are the type of person who's great at research and learning and then regurgitating it in a way that other people can learn it, you can find an area that's lacking and create a course to fill that niche but only if you are certain that that topic is actually needed. So there's really only two ways to go. In almost every case, we would recommend go with what you know and love. That is what is going to be the most successful is that you're teaching what is yours to teach. And yes, you have to make sure there's a market for it, but that that's what the, that there's a lot that you can learn and a lot you can research to try to find that target market and figure out who are they? Where are they? Where are they buying things? How do I reach them? How do I phrase it in a way they're going to understand? And that this part of it is the part most people skip. They just think if I make it, people, if I build it, they will come. No, they won't. You have to bring it to where they are and you have to understand them and get, get inside of their mind. And the biggest thing is understanding what problem are you solving? If your customer does not have a problem, you can't sell anything to them. Yeah. And the other thing I'll add is, you know, when we talk about any topic, I'll give you a perfect example. We know someone that uh, does courses on aromatherapy. Um, so essential oils and stuff like that. And she brought in over a million dollars, you know, last year. Uh, and then we have another friend that she does how to run retreats uh, because she used to run retreats in different parts of the world. Like, you know, she would take people to exotic locations and she brought over a million dollars last year. So, um, you can teach on whatever it is that you have expertise on. It's just going down and understanding where can you find these people. And for us, you know, it's not about finding like one person here and one person there. It's that we've always looked at where's that market already at? Like, who do they do business with? And maybe we can do like a joint venture or maybe we can connect with them by participating and being there or even market, put some dollars into like a specific niche area where they're going to see it in front of them so they know. And, you know, that's the best thing now. Uh, with the democratization of education, that there's groups, there's forums. Uh, even if you're running Facebook ads, you can really micro-target it to whatever it is that you want. And you can always find someone that has the same passion as you. So, um, and I'll give you a perfect example. You know, my son was showing me uh, that somebody has this massive following in the, on Twitter. And what they do is that they just take this anime characters and other characters in movies and they make them bald. They edit it, they edit the pictures and make them bald, but they have like a massive amount of following or some of the other people that he's shown me that they just talk about like, you know, um, virtual VTubing uh, where they talk about different topics and people actually pay them as they're talking, you know, people donate and some of them are making like, you see all the money coming in in that hour, they made over $500 and they're just talking about a topic that they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. So it's just recognizing that there's so much opportunity out there. It's just understanding what you're passionate about and then finding the people that have the same passion as you. And I want to add one more thing about that is that for if, you, if you're listening to this and you haven't made a course yet, one of the biggest things that holds people back is perfectionism, which we had mentioned. We are the anti-perfectionists. Just do it. Just create it. Do not edit <laughs> out every um. Do not overcomplicate things. Just, like, we could not state this enough. It is the biggest obstacle for people. And then the second biggest obstacle is that they, they try something and it doesn't work and they give up. So we always tell people you have to fail fast and fail often. 
So that means you just try it. If it doesn't work, try something different. If it doesn't work, try something different. Keep learning, keep different strategies, follow different people. And that the, the reason why we've been able to create success is because we just keep doing it. First of all, we do it. We show up in the first place so we don't wait till we're perfect. And then second, we just keep trying things over and over and over and over and over again. And eventually something works. And that it's really about, about tenacity. If you think it's going to be perfect and work the first time, then you're just going to be disappointed and you're going to end up walking away. So it's consistency, consistency, consistency. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's a great piece of advice. I, I feel like the more successful people sometimes are the people who don't maybe have the best product and it's not the most polished, but they've learned to just keep on going until it becomes successful, right? Exactly. Ours is definitely not the most polished. Even even the new <laughs> stuff that we make now, you know, our stuff now is way better than it was before. But when we watch other people's courses and like you know, they have 45 different times that they've added in fancy looking stuff on the screen and they're doing mm -hmm. different angles and they're making it. It's like, you are not making a documentary or a film. You're making a <laughs> course. Stand in front of the camera and talk. That's all you need. Don't edit any more than you need to. Make it as simple as possible and just do it. And instead of feeling like you have to make this, you know, highfalutin product that took, because frankly, our students don't care. They just like the content mm. and they like us. They want to feel like they're being taught by someone who's real. It's like we're standing in the room with them. They don't need all the other fancy stuff. That's right. I definitely agree with that. That's a great point. So real quick, is there any um, marketing strategies or traffic generation uh, strategies that are working really well for you right now? I know I know. a lot of questions that I get is, okay, um, well, a lot of people make that mistake you talked about earlier. You know, they build it first and then hope for people to show up. But in the event that they do do that, uh, uh, questions I get is, you know, how do I get traffic to my course or how can I market my course? Is there anything that you have found that seems to be working very well right now for you? Uh, well, there's two different things. Um, well, there's more than two, but it really depends on where the person's at as far as if they're investing as far as for marketing dollars, one of the best things we've always done, this has happened in every field, whether it was the magazine or book or whatever it is, is always going back to looking at who's doing business with those people. So if you have a course on a topic, uh, then who can you partner with that's going to help you market that course? That already has access to the people who are the perfect ideal student for your course. Yeah. And I'll give you a perfect example. You know, if I'm working on a course that has to do, that might benefit someone at a yoga center. We're into personal development. We know that uh, yoga centers and, and those centers like that are big into personal development. You know, we can partner with some of those yoga centers where they can make a cut. Mm -hmm. You know, if, and, and it's helping people, it's not just saying, hey, you know, I have a course, you know, uh, can you market to your people? It's recognizing that um, you have to add value to them. They have to see how it's going to benefit their business. So relationships are key, you know, and for example, we've been able to, we working with the person who creates PodFest and we started being part of their meetings or uh, weekly meetings. And all of a sudden, you know, they're like, oh, would you speak in front of our group? You know, because we see what you're doing. So we spoke in front of the group and they're like, oh, can you speak in front of our big conference? And we did that. So that got us a lot of people interested in our courses. Uh, we've also partnered with other places, even schools and you know, colleges and different places that already had a need. We've uh, partnered with nonprofits and different people that have kind of licensed our work to a certain degree. So 
that joint ventures are one of the best things in building relationships. Uh, if you're not investing for us, one thing that we're doing a lot at this point is Facebook ads because we can really market, uh, target market and, and really micro, uh, our niche and really look at those people. But one of the things yeah. that we started doing was that we took the email list that we have and we created like a lookalike audience and started marketing to that. And we tested a couple of things here or there. Um, and then as we got more sales from that, then we then created a lookalike audience from those people. And then we would really look at, you know, even what states are people buying or, or what some of the demographics and stuff like that to really look at it. And I actually took a few months, took several courses on Facebook uh, because we before we hand every, anything out, we like to learn how it works. And at this point, for example, Facebook ads, we probably make three times off of Facebook than we do off of any marketplace. Um, Whereas for a long time, the marketplace was almost exclusively where all of our revenue is coming from. So it's a big shift right. now that we do our own marketing because we ultimately learned enough about our own market to be able to mm -hmm. do the advertising effectively. And one thing I'll add is, is there are a lot of other people that have courses that use social media to market, um, not necessarily paid ads, but just, you know, organic, um, we have done that zero. We have a lot of engagement in our social media, but like for us, it has not been a revenue generating source at any point to any degree. Mm. Um, and that we say that because a lot of people think, oh, okay, I'll make a course and I'll just, you know, put posts on my social media and it's going to sell mm -hmm. my course. And uh, it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but that there's a lot. That's the thing is we have taken so many online courses ourselves to learn different strategies. So that's what we're saying right. is that if you want to be in this market, you have to just, you have to be a student of other instructors and you have to just keep learning. Like take a, a class on Facebook ads, take a class on webinars, take as many classes as you can find online from top selling instructors with they're teaching you about how they market market their courses, take those courses. Like we have a course that teaches you how to make courses, but we don't teach about marketing because that's not our thing. But there are a lot of other right. instructors out there that have that, like learn from them. That's exactly what we did. We were just taking those courses and then, you know, picking out the different insights we gleaned from the different instructors and applying it and testing and experimenting. And we figured it out, but you have to be willing to learn. Actually, I'll give you a, a quick example too, just for people get some ideas, some of the things that we've done. Uh, for example, we would have a, a webinar where um, at the time, obviously, webinars were more popular. Uh, podcasts are great now. But we would have like five or six different experts in our, our field and we would interview them. And that way, you know, we connected to their community. They marketed to their community and stuff like that. When we used to do workshops, you know, we would bring five different speakers and everyone collaborated and everyone brought their followers and we would sell out the conference without even spending a dollar on marketing. So it's almost we what we always did was that we found the right people to collaborate with and that's what's helped our business grow exponentially. And then to be honest, awesome. like the most simple strategies in the end have been what have worked. Like the more complicated yeah. you make your funnel and you 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 the more the more steps you make it it's just it it's discouraging to you because it takes a lot of effort and it's just frankly not as not as successful as just keeping it simple i don't know yeah, how i, I can I say that, that enough that. like just keep it <laughs> I, simple <laughs> I, I agree with that the the equipment the technology the software if i could take back all the hours that i spent researching 
software and tools and things. It's not that it's not important and it's good to research and know those things, but you can spend a lot of time in the weeds. And uh, sometimes it's best to, like you said, just start simple, get something out there, and then you can reiterate it later on and make it better. Um, I just want to sneak in one quick question. I know we're up against the time and we have to um, come to an end soon. It's been so great talking to you too. I feel like we could go on for a lot longer and, and you have such great expertise. I wanted to ask a quick question just to hit your um, exact expertise on the subject. There are people who are having a really hard time right now. And there are maybe some course creators out there who aren't seeing success or they might be depressed because they're not seeing um, the revenue coming in or they feel like you know things just aren't working out for them. I know this because I've been in that position before and I know it's a very hard place to be. And I know that y'all are experts in um, you know personal development. So if you could just part some, some words to those people out there who are struggling right now, what is it that you could tell them? Um, one thing I would say real quick is that creating a course and marketing a course are two different things. And that you have to be willing to learn and grow. And like I said, we listen to a lot of audiobooks um, on different topics just to help us continue to improve incrementally. You know, this is not just a one-time thing that you're going to do and you're going to get a lot of students. You know, you have to, it's almost like an opportunity for you to grow in your journey. So, you know, we had to listen to audiobooks about uh, market research, about uh, creating like landing pages or whatever it was, you know, to truly understand how to improve in our marketing, the way we express uh, what we're giving to our students and all these different things. And really more than anything also, it's just chipping away at it. You know, all it takes is consistency. You're going to fail and that's just going to be part of it. You're going to get frustrated. That's going to be part of it. So, but it comes down to whether you're saying if this is possible or maybe this will happen or it's going to happen. And for us, it was, it's going to happen. We just got to figure out a way because if I can do it, anyone can do it. You know, we're not smarter. We're not more skilled. We're just willing to dedicate the time to it and, and keep trying and failing until it works. And it's just going to take the same thing for many people. Yeah. Everything is figure outable and that it, it's not easy when you start. There are a lot of times where it feels like the effort you put in doesn't you know, get paid back financially. Um, even outside of online courses, like if you're trying to be self-employed and entrepreneur, that just keep trying things. It doesn't matter what it is. Do whatever it is that you have to do to, you know, if you have to bring in some money, win a side gig while you continue to build up that momentum with your courses or like, just don't get stuck on one thing. And we know it's frustrating. It's like you said, Jeremy, it's like, we've been there. Um, and it's, it's not easy, but it's not supposed to be easy. Cause it, it is really true. When you say, you know, like if it was that easy, everybody would do it. That's actually true. Mm -hmm. Like uncertainty <laughs> is a huge part of being an entrepreneur. If you don't like uncertainty, you're better off with a job. And I hate to sound so frank, but that's the truth <laughs> because that is the, you embrace uncertainty. Like it, it makes life exciting. Look at it. Like that. This is like, you're, you're doing experiments like a mad scientist or, or you're on some sort of an adventure. Like th that's really what this is about. It's supposed to be kind of fun and not everything's going to work. And it's not supposed to, you're going to learn from whatever you do. And you know, if you're really feeling like something isn't working, like it's okay to reach out to other people in the industry and, and try to get feedback on maybe what, what you're doing wrong or 
take a break and do something else that feeds you and fulfills you and puts you in a better state so that maybe you can come back to what you're working on with fresh eyes and not be, you know, so bunched about it. And, and at that point, maybe it'll be clear to you what you need to do next. And I know we're close on time. So I'll just say real quick, but just like, for example, I see you, Jeremy online, where somebody will say something about the course is not really selling well. And you say, Hey, send me, let me see your, your, your page that you, you've created, like your squeeze page or your landing page or something like that. And you give them feedback, you know, you're not even asking anything in return. So there's a lot of people that are willing to help, you know, cause I see how you help many people, but again, it comes down like we gamify things. It's a game, you know, it's just learning how to play. If you like video games, the same thing. Life is the same thing. It's just learning how to get better. And the more you play the game, the better you're going to get, but it only happens if you're willing to sit back, reflect and learn. You know, and that's one of the things that we do. We all the time, you know, on a weekly basis, we'd sit down and look at what's working and what's not working so we can keep making the changes necessary to keep improving. And what happens to most people is that they just keep doing the same thing over and over again, even though it's not working. So if you never take back the time and say, okay, this is not working. What can I do different? What experiment can I run to see what, you know, if this will work? Because it's, it, sometimes it's just the small changes that can really transform your life. That's right. Natalie and Joel, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I feel like you have just given us a lot of wisdom. I know personally for me, um, you've said some things that have spoken directly to my heart and some things that I needed to hear also. So thank you so much for that. Um, if people want to find out more about you online, where can they do that at? We are at transformationacademy.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I just wish you two the most major success. Thank you for sharing your story uh, to us listening today. And I just really appreciate you. All right. Likewise, Sarah May. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, we, we were very excited you invited us. It's my pleasure having you on the show today, Joelle and Natalie. You can find out more about their business by visiting transformationacademy.com. Or you can get the show notes of this episode along with links and resources by visiting onlinecourseigniter.com forward slash 19. I hope everyone has a positive and productive week. Thank you for tuning in to the Online Course Igniter podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening so that you don't miss an episode. If you would like to learn more marketing strategies and how to sell your online course, then also check out our free community where we share tips, tricks, and tutorials at onlinecourseigniter.com forward slash community.